0: Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman, and I'm Trey Newman. All right, you can check out the video version of this episode as always on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash College Football Bros. We also put up uh, a mailbag episode there as well, so we'd appreciate your support. But uh, let's let's get right into Week Two. Ryan, what was your your first takeaway?
1: Uh, I'll go with uh, Tulane and Ole Miss. That was an interesting game. Uh, that I liked Tulane heading into that game. Unfortunately, I didn't know Michael Pratt was going to be out at the time. Uh, mm. The quarterback for Tulane was just <laughs> was a late, big, late scratch. Yeah, it put a big buzzkill on that game. Ole Miss won 37-20, to 20, but it was actually close. Um, it was a three-point game with about five minutes left. And then, you know, to, uh Ole Miss scored, I don't know, with a few minutes left, and then they got another cheap score at the end. But the backup to Pratt, Kai Horton, just, he struggled. He's just, he wasn't very good. 15 of 37 with a pick, so he just... If Pratt was in that game, man, I think Tulane just wins. You know, I think they would have been the better team. Uh, That was just such a bummer for for uh, for Tulane. It was a huge moment to beat an SEC ranked team at home, um, and to not have your you know your one of your best quarterbacks of all time there. It's it's tough. So you know, good win for Ole Miss. They'll take it. But that was Tulane's game, man.
2: Yeah, it's
0: too bad. All right, my first takeaway is off the field. We got to bring up uh, Mel Tucker, Michigan State head coach. Of course, has been. Uh, I'm sure everyone listening to this already already knows the whole story, but been suspended. And so it seems like everyone is anticipating, of course, that that he'll eventually be fired. Harlan Barnett is the interim head coach. Mark D'Antonio coming back as, I believe, its associate head coach. Um, just crazy downfall after just a couple of years ago getting that massive contract. Uh, who would have thought that this is where he'd be right now? But moving forward, who if he does get fired, what are some candidates that... You know, either you like or you've you've heard thrown out there. This is a tough one because there's so many names, but uh, kind of we'll go kind of
1: like pipe dream. I think in, in my head here for at least for Michigan State fans, uh, that first name that comes to them that's been thrown out there's Kalen DeBoer for Washington. uh It would be weird, maybe just because Washington's going to join the Big Ten. Washington's got a good setup already. He's got Washington's a really good job. Yeah, it's a good job, but money talks uh they they gave bell tucker a bunch of money so if they can pony up something like that he could he could interview this weekend right they play that's true (laughs) oh yeah Yeah, that'd be good yeah there you go so that's 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 one name uh there's some others i mean they might maybe they hire from within uh, but jim leonard i've heard been thrown out there that'd be kind of underwhelming uh but i don't know it's it's
2: tough for them right now yeah Yeah. you also there's also been like murmurs at uh, Dan Lanning, I don't know why he would leave Oregon. That, that's but, yeah. crazy to me. It is yeah. seem does seem crazy, but man, these coaching things can always be crazy. Matt Campbell. Right. Matt Campbell's thrown yeah. out
0: there. Ryan, I was I, I, I checked out for part of your answer there, but did you bring up like Lance Leipold and no, Chris no. Kleiman? Yeah. I mean, those were those would be good. Either Yeah, those. I feel like either of those are, are definitely
2: would be great to What's get Mike Helico
1: Two really good coaches, man.
2: Yeah. Leipold and Klein are yeah. good. Yeah. Elko at Duke. He's those are, doing those a very are good job. Good hires. Oh, yeah. And Elko so far. But those Kansas coaches, they're, those would be, I'd be fine hiring either of those guys.
0: Yeah. And it would make sense, I think, for them. You know, I'm sure it would yeah. be a, a pay bump and get into the Big Ten. So anyway, yeah. we got lots of time to, to talk about that.
2: Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I got to talk about then Texas Alabama. Uh, just, you know, for for me personally, for you know, for every ten games that I get wrong, there's one that I feel good about and, and get right. And the game just happened to play out kind of how I thought this offseason. You know, Quinn Ewers showed out, three forty nine, three touchdowns, led some big drives in the fourth quarter, and then the concern about Alabama's quarterback play came to fruition. Yeah. Uh, Milrow only completed you know about fifty percent of his passes, had two picks, including one in the fourth quarter that set up a five yard. Field for for Texas deep in their own territory, so that basically you know that basically ended the game and and Ewers man like a couple of his throws were just rainmakers that just fell perfectly into the receivers' hands. Those were fun throws to watch, and you know, big picture, good win for Sark. You know, it it ends Bama's twenty-one game home winning streak. They had a forty-three game non-conference home winning streak, so um, really sets Texas up to on the on the right path the rest of the year. Oh yeah, just massive win for the program for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. They are back. Ooh. Uh yeah, I know, I know I said it.
1: Uh all right, moving on to uh I'll go I'll take the U. Uh they look good against Texas A&M. Uh A&M actually got off to a good start in the game. They're up 17-7 kind of early, but after that they were outscored 41-16. Uh, they, they, Texas A&M could not stop Tyler Van Dyke uh, through the air. He threw for 374 yards and five touchdowns, no picks. Um, he looked like the QB that we saw a couple years ago, you know, and that we kind of thought he were, we were going to see last year, but Josh Gaddis just kind of got in the way apparently. <laughs> not a good look for Josh Gaddis, man. Not good. No, uh, His tenure, <laughs> uh, his career has been really weird. Just very odd. Anyways, um, yeah, but, you know, Texas A&M, like, they moved the ball well too, but just and uh, Connor Wigman looked pretty solid, but had a couple picks, though. That was kind of the main difference here. They had a few turnovers, um, and Miami only had one. Uh, so Miami sitting at 2-0 now. They get Bethune-Cookman, Temple, and then Georgia Tech in the next three games. So could be looking at 5-0 and um, heading into their game at North Carolina. That was a
0: big win. Yep. Um, all right, well, here was a, a big loss for our our team, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, 36-14. Wow. to 14 against colorado and just well first to, to give colorado credit just insane that dion has what was the worst team in the power five like by far last year they're a top 20 team right now just after two games yeah. it's just it's it's wild Beat two and power five teams yeah and shador sanders had another huge game 393 yards two touchdowns no picks took a lot of sacks but uh you know didn't turn it over part, yeah exactly better than a turnover And so Colorado has had this massive turnaround in part because Dion hired one of the best offensive minds in college football, Sean Lewis, to be his offensive coordinator. And Nebraska has not had a turnaround because, in part, Matt Rule decided to hire his old buddy Marcus Satterfield as offensive coordinator, fresh off of a terrible tenure at South Carolina. Yeah. and, And they together decided, I guess, that Jeff Sims was, was their best option at quarterback. Just that, I, that hire, just the day it happened, I just remember being yeah. like this. I'm very underwhelmed. Yeah, it was absolutely this, brutal. I do not like this at all. Why? I, when a big school like Nebraska is willing to pay a lot of money for coordinators, and they hire
2: someone who just failed. I, it just doesn't make sense. And and it was like evident in the this game. It, the first game against Minnesota was too, but this game, like it there were plays where it looked like they didn't even practice. They were they were snapping it and it was hitting guys in motion, like Sims. It was
1: just it was just the whole the whole coordinator QB pick thing is just making Rule look like a like an idiot right now. Like because they had you know, Casey Thompson. They had Casey Thompson.
2: They pushed they pushed Casey Thompson out. He's a decent pretty good quarterback jeffson and the defense not like the defense played lights out that first half they were Shadur sanders like was doing nothing it's just that yeah. the, the tony white was kept... a
1: good hire on defense for the yeah. defensive coordinator we like so, that I, the, the poor defense
2: is like gonna kill the offense in practice they're just
1: it, it's gonna oh, have to yeah. be a josh gaddis type of thing like get rid of them after year one don't let this linger man get rid of them i'd get rid of them asap but like Whatever. Just get rid of him after year one. Move on to a new office of coordinator, please, before he ruins your whole tenure rule.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm going to kind of do a twofer here. It was – it's um, Pac-12, Big 12 matchup that had some bad beats. Um, you had Utah and Baylor. Utah was out mm. without Cam rising again, used two quarterbacks, ended up riding Nate Johnson uh, as they, they came back in the fourth because it was an ugly day for both offenses. Utah tied it with two minutes left and they actually scored again, um, to take a seven point lead with 17 seconds. And it was kind of odd because the running back, he kind of tried not to score, but Baylor was letting him score. Um, he ended up just kind of falling in and that ended up, Baylor ended up getting a very legit shot. They got down to like the 25. They had a very legit shot at the end zone and the refs did not call a blatant pass interference. Like, um, but and it's just one of those things because had the running back kneeled and they kicked a field goal, Baylor would have covered. Instead, Utah got a got a push or kind of dependent on the line you got. So that was that was crazy. Utah two and zero, and then second one, Texas Tech against Oregon. Texas Tech has got to be feeling like Nebraska fans with just two gut wrenching losses. They led by nine going into the fourth, uh, and they were getting four and a half to six and a half points depending on when you when you bet it. And under a minute to go, <laughs> Tyler Shock threw just. A very lucky pick six to Oregon um, for the Ducks got a gross cover, uh, but ultimately the Duck the the Red Raiders had four turnovers. Oregon had nine. Nicks converted some third downs. He was great. So you had two highly ranked Pac twelve teams get the fortunate covers or pushes at their Big Twelve opponents. Yep, yeah, that was that was pretty
1: nuts. Um, all right, uh, both benefited me. I will say, uh, <laughs> nice congrats. <laughs> Uh all right, uh I'm gonna talk about the USC defense. Now, they're not the 85 Bears, but uh <laughs> first game against San what Jose. What about State.
0: like 20 2021 20, Georgia? But, <laughs> well, maybe not quite that. Oh uh yeah, sorry.
1: Uh but hey, the first game so their first game against San Jose was shaky. Okay, but, you know, first game, Cordero, quarterback, San Jose is pretty good. But the last two outings against Stanford and Nevada, they've been, you know, very, very, very good. Bear Alexander. The, the defensive lineman that transferred in from Georgia. He's been really, really good. He's a difference maker, just getting a bunch of QB pressures. Uh, that guy's had been, made as big of an impact as you would have hoped if you're a Trojan fan. Um, just huge to have that in the middle of your defensive line. Solomon Bird, the Wyoming, former Wyoming Cowboy. He's kind of, he was second year at USC, but he's been pretty good off the edge this year. Kind of maybe that impact player that they were hoping they were getting a couple years ago. So they look improved all over. They look a little faster. Just it looks good. So statistics wise, last year they their yards per play was 6.3. Now it's 5.2. It's probably I know competition a little bit, but pretty, it's pretty, it, pretty but it's a full yard schedule. 1.2 1.1 yard. Like that's, you know, I don't think it's going to go up over that. I I do think that these are improving numbers. Yards per rush is down. Third down conversion is way down. Uh, havoc rate is way increased so there's a lot of f- stats that l- you kind of look at that it's a it's a it's an improved defense because even in the, pr- the first few games last year against weaker teams they were not having these types of numbers so it's better it it's like a yeah.
0: top 40-ish maybe defense which is with paired the the is that's all you really yeah need. they they definitely look better they look to have more talent so we'll see once mm-hmm. the competition you know gets tougher but these last yeah. two games have been at least nice to see, yep um staying in the the pac twelve uh wazoo beat the Badgers for the second straight Damn. year, yeah. and this just kind of confirms i guess our or everyone's worries after that week one game, Wisconsin against Buffalo it was like, all right, you know they took a while to get going and and Mordecai didn't have the best game, and it it happened again, I mean it, Mordecai. Was I would say mediocre in this game. The running game couldn't get going. There just doesn't seem to be, you know, the Phil Longo system doesn't seem to be taking immediately. I thought there there was a chance of just a a big jump forward with Longo and Fickle, and doesn't seem to be the case so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for the Cougs. Yeah,
2: yeah. Pack twelve. All right. Um, good. We got twelve. Is good. It's really They're good, so, man. Good every team, team. even yeah. like
0: teams that aren't usually good like if if, good. <laughs> if the t te- if we could just if the tv deal was coming up in like two yeah. years and this was the Pac 12 that was happening you know yeah
2: raw timing ah like, oh, it is yeah. oh. especially like man wazoo what they're, they're beating teams like wisconsin and pretty soon they'll be like almost irrelevant hopefully it just sucks the beavers they're doing they a yeah. good year last they beat uh, florida right in their bowl game and yeah. yeah. All right. So Notre Dame, North Carolina State. I, so far, was wrong on Sam Hartman in this system. Um, he's thriving in it. Uh, Notre Dame is better than I thought. Good win at NC State. It was kind of a weird day. There were weather delays, but they withstood it, dominated the fourth quarter. They scored three times, forced two two interceptions, and had a turnover on downs in that fourth. Um, Hartman threw four touchdowns like the offense put up 450 in a tough environment like they're 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 pretty solid um they've won 29 straight acc regular season season games which surprised me uh but now i'm just really looking forward to two weeks from now they host ohio state like that game Mm. looks like it could be awesome a good game that'll be great
0: okay uh let's uh move on to to week three then this is not the the strongest of. Sl- In fact, I would say it is the weakest of slates that you, I would assume for for the rest of the year. Yeah. But uh, you know, still college football still. There's still gonna be Saturday. good games. It's gonna happen. So, Ryan, what's our first one?
1: Uh, this one could be one of those sneaky good ones. You got Penn State, their 14 and a half point favorite at Illinois. Uh, but you know, so I, I've been I was high going on you know on Illinois going into the year. A couple of sluggish performances to start the year for him. Maybe a little worry on my part from, for that, but I'm not going to overreact too much. Um, maybe not running the ball as well as I thought, and their defense is a little low-key. Maybe the uh, impacts of Chase Brown, the running back, graduating, and Ryan Walters, the defensive coordinator, leaving are hurting, but Bielema B- 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 knows how to get it done in the Big Ten. He's a Big Ten <laughs> coach. All right? He does. He knows how to do it. Um, Penn State's been impressive so far. They have. Uh, they whipped up on a weak West Virginia team, uh, and then Delaware. But this will this will be their it's their biggest test so far. Um I think the I will step up on this one, play their biggest and best game of the year. Um, you know, their loss at Kansas was at least semi respectable. Kansas is pretty good too, I think. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take Illinois. They're, they're gonna
2: make it tough on Penn State. Ride with your boys, Ryan. Yeah, gotta do but, it. Gotta do yeah. it. <laughs> All right. Uh next one. LSU is favored nine and a half at Mississippi State. And I'm gonna take Mississippi State to cover here. Um, they've got the very experienced Will Rogers slinging it. They've changed the offense this year to a more balanced approach. Jacrabius uh, Marks, he actually leads the conference in rushing attempts. Uh, their defense has played the, the run well, could limit Jaden Daniels' legs a little. At least, you know, that's the recipe for success. Uh, otherwise, it, would be, it could be tough if they don't. Uh, I do think LSU will bounce back from that Florida State game. FSU, they're, they're really good um we else you proved they bounced back last year after the game i just want to see them prove it here on the road in conference it's an early kick so that's why i'm going to take the the nine and a half points with the bulldogs all right next game k-state minus
0: four at missouri yeah it's a big game i think for missouri
1: um Chance to start 3-0 with a couple winnable games after this, actually. So they could potentially get to 5-0. and um, And just Eli Drinkwitz could really use it. You know, he's it's just been slow. They've been okay during his tenure there, but he just hasn't had a good, a really good year. Um, and it's he's due. They're due for one. Um, but I don't think they're going to get it done, though. Um, I, they haven't been impressive to me in their first couple games against South Dakota and barely beat Middle Tennessee last week, hung on kind of late against them. Um they can't. They're not really. They didn't run the ball well against Middle Tennessee. Um, flip side, K State. They have looked pretty darn good. They whipped up on a pretty solid Troy team. Um, you know, I just. I think K states is really better in pretty much every area. They got a more explosive passing attack. I like their quarterback better. I think they run the ball a little better. I think their defense is more stout. Um, I like the coaching advantage. I like. I like climbing. So I don't know. I, I don't. It's what is it four and a half? You said or four now? Four. four. Yeah, definitely got to go K State, and I'm going to make them my lock. Mm.
2: Ryan, you and I are doubling up. I'm going to make them my lock as well. Ooh, nice. You know, it just, it looks like Kansas State of the of the last few years, that good rushing attack, good defense, but now they've also got Will Howard with a good passing passing game. That's an added element. Um, you know, and, and I, the reason I'm making them my lock is Eli Drinkwitz has expressed concern over his offensive line, how he wants it to improve. They gave up four sacks and seven tackles for loss to Middle Tennessee last week. Not good when you're going up against this K-State defense. So, And like you read, I think Drikowicz is close, but just needs that offense to kick in gear. I'm just in wait-and-see mode at this point. All right. I was
0: waffling on what my lock was going to be between this one and the next one. I was going to go with the next game, but you guys are on it. Triple yeah, well, I'm gonna triple it up. Wow! Yeah, it's you brought yeah. it up, Trey. Missouri offensive line. I just I think Brady Cook's going to be under pressure. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball. I like I like K State. I I made the mistake of uh, calling a bold Troy upset last week, and uh, oh, that yeah, didn't work right. out yeah. too well for me. So they were kind of hanging in for a while, and then yeah, it was zero zero.
1: I mean, don't be <laughs> nice, right? The second half happened. Like it it was actually a relatively close game at halftime, I believe. Was just, uh, okay. Uh, open to floodgates in the second half uh all right let's move on we got uh this one's interesting we got minnesota going to chapel hill to play north carolina north carolina's favorite seven and a half
2: this one is was really tough for me um just because when i look at it minnesota's offense has been very poor especially the passing attack Defense is nails so far They're actually sixth in sp plus so far uh through a couple weeks but then you got the tar heels obviously they can move the ball uh and just when I started to buy into Gene Chiswick's defense, they give up almost 500 yards at home to App State. Need double overtime to beat them. Um, I am going to reluctantly take North Carolina here, given the over a touchdown. Drake May I think should score. I don't know if Caliakmanics you know can generate the offense to to come back if they if they need to. Um, they were very fortunate to beat Nebraska in Week One, barely even capitalized on all of Nebraska's four turnovers. So I'm going to give the Tar Heel D another shot. Maybe they took App State for granted, put in a better effort this week.
0: I agree with you. I just don't have faith in in Manis to keep up with Drake May and the the North Carolina running game. And I know Minnesota's defense, you'd mentioned the good SP plus rating, but I just I still think we don't know just how good they are this year, you know, especially after that Nebraska game, after <laughs> what Nebraska did against Colorado. It's just I don't think you can take much from that. So this will be their their first real test. And we'll see what happens. But but yeah, I'm laying the seven and a half with Carolina.
1: I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna take the Gophers. Uh non-conference matchup. You know, I think the Gophers offense will wake up a little bit here, especially against the Gene Tuzik defense. Uh mm-hmm. and the Gophers defense is good, man. They've been good for a while. This isn't like a oh, yeah. we're just wondering this they're good this year. No, they've been pretty consistently good here for the last several years. So they're gonna make it tough on Drake May and App State showed a little promise there on the defensive side for against the Tar Heels as well. So, you know, Minnesota, they're not going to be explosive, but they're going to run the ball. They're going to try to shorten the game, make it tough on UNC, make them play kind of Minnesota football. Uh, so, yeah, I think they'll keep it relatively close. I'll take Minnesota.
2: All right. Here's a fun one. Rivalry. Tennessee is favored six and a half at Florida. I, I like Tennessee. I just...
0: Graham Mertz behind a questionable offensive line against a a good Tennessee pass rush I I don't I don't like that and you know even though Joe Milton hasn't been super sharp the the first couple games here running game's been hitting with with Jalen Wright so I think even if if Milton isn't uh, quite Hendon Hooker I think they can get it done on the ground especially they're getting I think Cooper Mays back at center on the offensive line so I like the Vols I'm
2: gonna
0: take Florida
1: um. Yeah, I know it was McNeese State last week, but Gators did what they were <laughs> supposed to do. Okay, I mean, you can't take any team for lightly, like in college football <laughs> anymore. Even like <laughs> not, not even McNeese State. When you whoop up on them like you're supposed to, that's a decent sign, I think. Um, we've we see teams not be able to do that. Uh, so I mean, they dominated the game in every phase. They passed well. They ran well. Played stout defense. So they looked good. Um, in Tennessee, I mean, they played an FCS team last week, and they looked a lot less impressive Austin P was was in the game kind of in the fourth quarter. They were only up 10 Uh, and you know, Austin P the governors, right. They, they passed for like 260 through the air. Um, You know, so I'm not super confident that Tennessee can just go whoop up on Florida. Um, You know, I I think Tennessee will, will get the win, but you know, I expect a one score relatively close game. So I'll take the
0: Gators. So what, what's uh, McNeese state's name, Ryan, you got Austin P well done. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah.
2: By um, the way, is it still
0: re- McNeese State or is it just McNeese? These no, days? oh, it might be just McNeese, but oh, I know yeah. what it's. Drop, saying. hey
2: McNeese, drop it's, the state. It's Lafayette. The best, the best, so, you know, the, best so like... the best case of dropping something was Southwest Missouri State. They're now yes. just Missouri State. Oh, like, they just beat that the is, other
1: schools to the t- to the test. There, like the, into the punch. Like, what about Northwest Southeast
0: Missouri State? There's state there's and yeah, like, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, like, so like you give a lot more cash. You, you seem more legitimate as Missouri State. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so weird. Well, same with Louisiana. Oh, that's true. I feel like that made it worse. Do you think well, so? Nobody, buys, I, it. So nobody I, buys it. I, nobody buys it. It's
1: like <laughs> Louisiana. What? No. Hey. They you're Lafayette. You're, no, you're not you're <laughs> not deserving of Louisiana. Wow.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Harsh. Yeah. Um sorry. All right. I'm gonna I am with you a little bit, Ryan. I'm gonna give the gators a shot here since it's in Gainesville. Um it's not, it's not must win for them but it almost feels like it like Tennessee I you know, maybe they were going through the motions vanilla last week maybe not we'll we'll kind of see I don't like backing Graham Mertz Michael you touched on like Tennessee they, I think they lead the nation in sacks but it's just the situation I'm playing like maybe you know Florida at Utah is very tough maybe they keep it close at home okay
0: uh last game here well actually we got it we got a few more after this but Pitt is minus one at West Virginia in the backyard brawl. This feels like a big one for for Neil Brown. Of course, I mean everyone's a big one for for him yeah. this season on the on the hot seat. But rivalry game, I think they'll get the win. Um, Pitt just lost lost at home to a Cincinnati team that apparently is probably better than we thought, but we weren't you know expecting a whole ton from coming into the season. And uh, Cherkovic had a bad game, f- took five sacks, ten for thirty two passing. I just don't trust this offense to to get the job done on the road and i think you're gonna get a big effort from from west virginia obviously i mean both teams really want it but i feel like yeah a little more desperation on the mountaineer side yep for sure all right well so we mentioned not a great slate of games there's a lot of big spreads out there but uh what are some just two other games that you're looking forward to watching for whatever reason
2: Uh, one of them I'll say Washington at Michigan State Huskies are favored about sixteen. I I just kind of I want to see how Sparty responds. Obviously, a tough week for them, Uh, but you know Noah Kim's been playing pretty well at quarterback. The defense is pretty good. Might be able to slow down Penix a little bit. I mean, he's been on a tear, uh. So it'll be an interesting game to to see in East Lansing.
0: All right, I got to bring up every week I I bring it up, but we got Western Michigan at Iowa and. (laughs) You know Brian Ferris, of course, chasing that twenty-five points per game. This one, I mean, this is you need to put take up some, advantage. You, you yeah. have to put up. Some and last week here. they got to pick six, I think, too. So yeah, yeah, the he's, defense. He's still six points behind in pace. They got and, forty-four through two, and you are going to hit Big Ten play. It's not going to get easier. So Western Michigan plays at fast pace. They're a bad defense like this. You if you are not, do they gave up forty-eight 30. last week to Syracuse. Western yeah. Michigan did. There you go. So, I mean you're if you don't get into the 30s here just yeah he's toast i mean I, not I, really I, well he might be
1: <laughs>
0: it's, unless it's somehow good. they go like undefeated or something they're like well we can't get rid of him well that's the good. thing that's the thing yeah. is yeah this this <laughs> like, contract he could still get you know yeah. this contract could whatever he could quote unquote fired or whatever but then they could just write a new they contract <laughs> but that. yeah
1: which know. if they go 12 don't ruin the number. fun
0: not exactly. Um, anyways, that's always
1: interesting to, to, to look at. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Virginia Tech at Rutgers. Rutgers is favored 7 against the Hokies. You know, And if, and if Rutgers wins, they'll be 3-0. and o, So a 7-point favorite and chance to go 3-0. and o. So I got a trivia question. Do you guys know when the last time Rutgers started 3-0 and o was? Was it with Shiano?
0: I, I, just give me a year. I'll answer. go uh, 2000. Was that 2000, 2000? 2006. 2008. No, it was last year, guys. Sorry, what the? Oh. <laughs> 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 you son of a! <laughs> it was the Chianto. Let's see. Yeah, last year, last nope. year they. Yeah, you like, could call it yeah. right. Yeah, you that right. <laughs> <laughs> Who did they play? They beat like Boston College. I, don't know. Or, I, I don't can know.
1: can't remember. I just saw. I was gonna look. I was thought I was gonna come up with a good stat there. And then, like the first year, I looked back. Oh, they were three 0 all last year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but then they lost a bunch in a row, so. Yeah. You know, this year could be different because so they'll they, they'll if they win it this week they'll be three and zero they'll lose to at Michigan get to three and one but then they get Wagner coming to to Piscataway so probably they're looking at four and one so four and one up to five that just means they got to find two wins in the final seven games to make a bowl game I think they could do it there's definitely some a few few weak teams that they could get so I don't know this is a big one if if Rutgers they have to win this game if they're going to make a bowl game they can't drop this one.
0: So last year they play. They beat Boston College twenty-two to twenty-one. Uh, they they beat Wagner 60, sixty-six to row Bringing in Wagner, yeah, and Temple sixteen to fourteen. So that is mm. one of the worst three and zero starts you'll ever see. But <laughs> they did it. Yep, yeah, they lost how many in a row after that? Seven or no? They lost three in a row, then beat Indiana, okay. and then lost five in a row. Okay, yeah, so. If they
1: get to four and one, they'll feel good about themselves, thinking they can they can do it. Do what? Ryan, I thought you were going
2: to lead off with the battle for New Mexico this weekend.
1: Oh, sh- oh. I saw that. Yeah, I forgot to
2: mention that one. The uh, Lobos, yeah, uh, yeah. It's good. it should be a good game. Yeah, the Lobos are only favorite like one and a half or something. Yeah. But anyways, now I'm going to go BYU at Arkansas. Arkansas is given eight, I believe. You know, Ke- Keaton Slovis has a pretty pretty solid start to the season. I always enjoy watching KJ Jefferson. And it's kind of both teams' first test. They've had soft schedules up to this point, point. Um, and I think it's more important for Arkansas. Their next four games at number fourteen LSU, home to Texas A and M, then at number seventeen Ole Miss, and at number ten Alabama. Three out of their next four are like on the road against. I tough. think it's going to be a
0: tough. I think it's gonna be a tough season for Arkansas. We'll see. Yeah, that's tough. Um, okay, I, I got to bring up South Carolina at Georgia just because this is you know Georgia's first real game uh, against a quality opponent um, and you know maybe we'll learn a little bit about Carson Beck and there's just the chance that this is like last year's Missouri game for them or yep. just you know you, you never know what can happen especially I feel like South Carolina, well, last year they did. They did it to Clemson. Yeah. They did it to Tennessee. they for They're one just, or two
2: random games. Yeah,
0: Spencer Rattler. You can never, you never count them out. So even though they'll probably lose by four touchdowns, that's the <laughs> that's the spread. But yeah. I wouldn't shock me if it's a game in the fourth quarter. Could be. This was my
1: preseason pick of an upset. Like when for when we had to pick the, the episode where pick the oh, first yeah. loss.
0: Yeah, I think I picked this one for Georgia. I'm yeah, you, not liking you got a it nice... nearly as much now. <laughs> but... <laughs> well, I mean, I, it was always going to be an underdog. It was always going to be an underdog, but you didn't think maybe it'd be quite, quite this didn't, big. Of an didn't underdog. expect North Carolina to sack Spencer Rattler like nine times. That was, that, was, um, that was rough. You got a nice YouTube comment about that. Oh, I did that pick. Oh, something like Ryan's an idiot. I don't know. You know, because I picked the typical yeah, comment. Typical, because yeah. Because I
1: picked South Carolina, or because oh no, yeah. the Georgia South Carolina. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, screw you, guy. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I'm going to the last one for me uh, Wyoming versus Texas. Let's see how t- Wyoming, oh. just hey, man, be Texas Tech. Uh, they're a decent team. You know, they're not going to make a ton of stakes. 29 point spread. Be careful, Texas. You don't feel too good about yourself.
0: Okay. Well, let's uh, close out this episode with a questionable finish. So with a lot of large spreads, as I mentioned this weekend, which upset would be the funniest? Wyoming over Texas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> well, the, they're back. And then, oh. Yeah, that would, be <laughs>
0: amazing. It would be so funny. It's got to be it. I, I also, though, I think Colorado State being beating Those Colorado. My, yeah, <laughs> that'd be funny, too. That, that would be funny, go. just because all the... You know, yeah, Dion and Shadur, of course, have been talking a big game, and good for them. Like, I'm, I'm all for that. But yeah. it would still be funny to, <laughs> to lose that this would be one. Funny. That would be. Those were my two. That's great. <laughs> all right, Alabama is serving alligator in the cafeteria before its game at South Florida. Which college football opponent inspired meal would you most want to
2: eat? I would, um.
0: Oh yes, yeah, sorry, right. Go for it.
2: I'd go with some Texas Longhorn beef. <laughs> Hmm. All right. Not
0: bad. Yeah. I uh yeah. I would say Virginia Tech turkey. I think that's just kind oh, of yeah. the most it's safe. Yeah. yeah. What are you going, Ryan? Ugga? No, I'm going duck. He's going South Carolina. Oh, oh duck, man. duck, man. I gotta You don't uh, eat yeah. duck. I've eaten duck. Oh yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. you have? <laughs> I've had I've duck eaten as duck. well.
1: Yeah, it's pretty okay. it's you know. Don't just get over the fact that it's duck for a second in your head in my mind and it's like it's actually good
0: so. the, the time I had duck actually was at this meal that the, the whole purpose of the meal was they were serving you dishes to make it look like other dishes. It sounds like something you would do for a child to get them to eat, but this oh, was yeah, just kind of, of just like a, a, kids, a yeah. high class thing. And so I ate it and whatever. Okay. That's fine. It's like, that was duck. <laughs> oh. wow. All right. Where was that? Uh, it was, it was, uh, it was in La Mesa randomly. It was, like, I kind of like, want to uh, do that. So maybe yeah. it can trick me into liking something that I've, <laughs> it's like forever. a child, uh, <laughs> Yeah. exactly. <laughs> All right, I'll do that, Ryan. Right. You should come over for dinner next week. <laughs> well, I don't trust you with that process, but <laughs> all right. Um, let's all right, upset special time. Let's yep. Let's do it. So I'm gonna take BYU. Trey mentioned there, I think eight point dog at Arkansas. Arkansas struggled to put away Kent State uh, last week. Just, you know, you'd think they would have murdered Kent State, just mm-hmm. given I mean, they're supposed yeah. to be arguably the worst team in Red FBS, team. so
2: um, I think Keaton Slovis can, can hang in there and maybe get it done. All right. I'm going to go with Indiana getting 10 against hosting Louisville. Um, the Hoosiers defense played pretty well against Ohio State. They've now announced Taven Jackson as their starter at quarterback. Um, big game last week. They're starting to figure that side of the ball out. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, I like Louisville and Brom, but Tom Allen is desperate for a win. Maybe that's here.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Um. All right. Uh. Well, I felt robbed that Tulane was my pick last week, and then Pratt was just gone. I mm-hmm. got robbed, man. That was that was going to work out tough. Scene. You would yeah, have been. You you hit your week one. So you're I one know I would have been two and zero. Oh. I know That was. A, that was a rough one. But I'm going to be two and one after this one because Northern Illinois is going to win oh. at Nebraska. They're getting right. eleven and a half. I don't know how they're getting eleven and a half with Nebraska's offense, but uh, I'll take. Northern they Illinois. They lost to
2: Southern Illinois last week, 14-11. Hey, they we beat Boston beat College in week one.
1: <laughs> so it's okay. Jeff Sims will just hand on the ball five times or six to whatever, you know if he's whatever it takes.
0: Yeah. Well, Heinrich Harbor will throw six picks. Whatever we got to do, we'll make it happen. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the College Football Bros. Uh, if you haven't already, be sure you're subscribed both on YouTube and in your podcast app. And we will see you next time.